0: In the land of the Seminole So blow, blow, Seminole
1: Welcome to Talking Giants presented by Siki. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner. Here's my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we have our guest co-host, the football grump of the Just Giants podcast, because we are wrapping up way too early draft week. And we're looking at the defensive side of the ball. And I will say, because this is not a good thing to do right before the episode, the offensive players make me way more excited than the defensive players. But gosh darn it, there's a safety who I just want on the New York Giants. Justin, how are you? And he also goes to Miami. So, I mean, you want to... It's double, 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 double want.
0: Double whammy. Um, You want to speak Bobby Skinner's love language. He's the highest graded Miami player we've done. Wow. Ever. In our short couple year history. Hi, Bobby Skinner. Hi, Football Grump. How are you? Uh, happy Friday to everybody. Uh, it's officially summer. That's a thing. So, uh, one week closer to training camp. Uh, Bobby Grump and I, we were having some convos with the Patreon. Uh, before the show kind of mapping out the rest of our schedule and it's like man you know yeah we got to map out what we got left but honestly there ain't that much to map out because everything in football and everything that we get so excited for is right around the corner the football grump how are you my friend thank you for joining us again uh also by the way uh just giants podcast uh go check it out go subscribe wherever you can find podcasts youtube wherever thank you for joining us
2: hi that was quite an intro thank you um i'm a terrible host and i always forget to plug my own stuff so i appreciate that um i'm doing well and you're right this is like this is the four weeks of like enjoy your summer right after oh, yeah, the teacher schedule the nfl yeah. is
1: a teacher schedule
2: yeah that's right and then we had that poll during the draft of who works harder teachers are talking giants right dude i forgot about that i didn't <laughs> i think we i think we won that oh i didn't see the results <laughs>
1: i didn't see the results either.
2: <laughs> i'm excited to talk to these guys uh i i know that um You gave them kind of like a downer intro, but the important thing to remember is that all of these guys only have their true sophomore season under their belt. I'm pretty sure every single guy that we're going to talk about. So they are all likely to to, to make big leaps in their game. And what we're looking at is true sophomore film, which is typically when you look at players, not very good. So there's room for improvement here.
1: And honestly, because of the COVID stuff like this these episodes have been a little old, like older guys the past couple of years. I think where it is getting younger and especially on the edge group. Like I, I want to see big steps from the guys on the edge, but like, you know, I remember last year, BJ Ojalari wasn't super high on him coming out of this podcast. And then when it watches his film from last season, like, Oh, he, he made some real growth to his game to where I thought he was like, uh, I had him as like a, a late first round grade. So, um, yeah, definitely some growth to be made by uh, some of these guys, but some guys, uh i'm just in love with so i mean are we ready to get right into it hell yeah i where do we want to start i kind of went dallas turner the edge out of alabama first is that good to start with i follow you all right yeah let's just go in order the way i have this we're gonna go Alabama edge Dallas Turner, the guy opposite of uh, Will Anderson Jr. Who, who uh, this guy wore number 15. Six foot four, two hundred forty-five pounds, uh, had four sacks and eight tackles for a loss this last season. Actually, had eight and a half sacks and ten tackles for a loss the year before in two thousand twenty-one. Uh, a quick, rangy edge with a smaller frame, but I think there, you know, there's weight that needs to be added to it but just a great first step speed with like real pursuit speed to match it. Like this is a guy who if you leave him unblocked on the backside of a play, you're he's going to come and chase it down. Um, and what I like about him the most, uh, guys, is I think he just plays with great leverage and consistently just gets under guys' pads. Um, and for his sides, like his strength is really good. Like uh, got a violent punch, like, and he just plays violently uh, all over. But as a pass rusher, he kind of exclusively works speed to power um you know like and hey he's good at it like he's got a rapid foot drive he's got that good strong punch but he's not strong he doesn't have the like the full body strength to just be a speed to power guy like lucas van ness last year like he's not that type of guy so he's gonna have to um he's gonna have to add more to his pass rush bag because right now it's a bull rush it's the one arm bar he works around the corner but he's not also not bending with that one arm bar um just doesn't just doesn't really work his hands uh, at all as a pass rusher. But you see, this is this is the guy. If you ask me, out of the three edges, we're going to look at Dallas Turner, uh, Chop Robinson, and then out of Ohio State, um, JT uh, T- uh, Tumala. This is the guy I think who's going to be the best out of the three. Do you agree, Grump, or no?
2: I think so. So right now, y- you pretty much listed everything. Like I said before, like for true, true sophomore film, this right now is just an extremely athletic guy. And that's kind of how I view him. There's like still so much for him to learn, but there's still plenty of time for him to learn it. Um, When I look at him, I just see a great burst off the line and like the mentality, the aggressive mentality to keep your legs driving. And, you know, he gets results that way of just, just bringing speed to power. Like you said, I don't see a crazy bend around the edge. The bend looks really average to me. So he's going to have to develop a lot of moves and stuff. And right now he's got none. Uh, But the thing is he's getting results just kind of exploding right into a guy and just, you know, knocking his ass over. Uh, It's really not anything more technical than that a lot of the times. Um, Additionally, though, I would say like you were saying like some weight needs to be added. I would underscore that uh 240 pounds is kind of what he's listed at at 6'4 for an edge typically you're looking for somebody who's going to be 6'4 i guess in today's nfl is closer to acceptable but like you know you're typically looking for somebody who's like 6'5 6'6 and like in the 260 area um just as like a general this is how you would want somebody to be yeah. just to hold up against the run and all this other stuff. Um, so it's just, there's a lot of growth that needs to happen, but all of the, the things that you can't teach he's already got, he's got pretty good length to him uh, at six, four. That's not bad. He's got the speed already. He's got a good jump off of the line. Um, so it's really just all the in-between things. It's just the becoming an edge rusher kind of thing right now. It just sort of feels like he's, a little bit of an athlete that could be playing any defensive position. Do you get that feeling? Well, I mean, that's that's
0: where I come in, and I, I tend to stay away from takes like this because I don't consider myself like a a football savant. But I feel like Dallas Turner, like, can possibly transition to being an off-ball linebacker. Uh, because I mean, Grump, you you think about. It, I understand. You know, he's a, he's a sophomore. You know, he has you know these years of eligibility left. But still, 20 pounds is a lot of, you know, you want to add good weight, too. You don't want to add bad weight. You want to add good weight and keep the athleticism, the good athleticism that he has, right? 20 pounds is a lot of weight, It's a lot of weight. And I see a guy that tackles well. He wraps up. He's made some plays on coverage. He can sense where the ball is going during run plays. I see a guy that could possibly make that transition because of how good of an athlete he is. It may be a shame because of he plays like he shot out of a cannon, and you know that kind of stuff that can work at edge. Um, and I know there's maybe another edge rusher that you know we're going to talk about that you know can make that transition off ball linebacker. But especially for Dallas Turner's size, I I I see that being a a possibility. But
1: also with growth, I can see it how you can stick to edge and be a good edge rusher too. When we saw a guy in this last draft who Alabama had at edge and moved to linebacker in Drew Sanders, um, you know when he when he moved to Arkansas. But I, I I do see like a good like the Ohio State guy we're going to talk about. I don't see enough great pass rush production with Dallas Turner. I see like enough good pass rush production. It's like well, just use how to you know how to work, uh, use your hands and stuff. And I think um, we're also in a day of, in of
0: age in football where you know, the the Micah Micah Parsons is like the only exception that we've really seen this, right? But we've seen enough college prospects who have played off-ball linebacker get reps at edge, and it's like kind of like a little bit of a a weapon that teams can utilize. So um, who's to say that maybe he can't do a little bit of both? Who's to say?
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think think we're seeing um, more and more, what makes college teams better than others is recruiting better athletes a lot of right. time and, and scheme you work around the traits that you've got, the, the guys you have have. Um, and we're slowly seeing that influence spill into the the NFL level. So I, I think Nicobe Dean is another one that can possibly fall into that Micah Parsons kind of thing where it's just like, he's freaky athletic. He can drop into coverage. He can, you know, just rush balls to the wall. Um, And that kind of makes his actual position a little bit mysterious and ambiguous and harder for offenses to to know exactly what he's going to do at the snap. So I think that there's somewhat of an advantage to that as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think right now Dallas Turner can, and at Alabama of all places, there's plenty of good coaching there where he can develop the things he needs to, to be a good edge, but I could see him dropping into coverage and being an off ball linebacker. And, and, you know, one other thing that I did notice about him is that he Right now is relying a lot on just crashing inside and just, you know, just throwing his body into people a little bit. And sometimes he can do that a little too hard. So I think now is the time for him to develop moves, work his hands a little bit more and uh, try and do something other than speed to power a little bit. Yeah. And I think he's got like the
1: capability, like the capability to do it. Like, you know, I mentioned B.J. or B.J. at the top. Like if he can start to work some of those pass rush moves like, he's got the athleticism. Now, he doesn't have the bend that BJ has. Um, but, like, I, I think he can develop into a solid pass rusher. Now, I don't think he's going to be a top 15 pick. Um, you know, but I, I think he can be, like, a solid... I, th- I think he can sneak his way maybe up into the end of the first or early second round. Um... Just because, like, hey, he he really does play violent works be like works that speed, the power, the strong hands. It, a lot of times with pass rushers, it's like, man, why don't you work some power into your game? Where it's like, like, you know, this fin- like you're not going to be able to be a finesse rusher, like consistently down and down out in the NFL. And like playing the run, like he sets a firm and consistent edge where a lot of guys cannot say that. Um, that we're going to talk about. So. There's a lot there to like out of him, but it's just like, hey, de- develop more. And this is again, and this is why out of the three edge guys we're going to talk about, he's the one I like the most.
2: I would agree with that as well.
1: All right, let's talk about another guy from the SEC, and that is Jamon Dumas Johnson, the linebacker out of Georgia. Georgia's got another linebacker, another linebacker I like. Six foot one, two hundred thirty-five pounds. Now I don't know if that's what he's listed at, but he, he looks thick. Six one, 235 is like becoming like you're a bigger linebacker now where it's like hey, all these guys coming out are like 6'1", 225. Um, athletic, strong, instinctive linebacker that I, I think he just fits today's game. Um, and the, the speed and burst pop off the tape, and it's just consistently putting him near the ball. Um, and it shows up the most of his lateral quickness, which uh, allows him to slip blocks and just like he's springy to, to get near the ball. And what I like about him for the guy who fits this profile I think he actually, like, stacks and sheds blocks with some pretty powerful hands and, like, he has good leverage. So, like, I was watching him versus Ohio State and the guard we were talking about, Donovan Jackson, I think his name was. I forgot already. So, like, he was getting underneath his pads and, and just opening his shoulders just by winning with with leverage and, uh you know, speed and leverage. And then I actually think he uses his hands, which a lot of linebackers don't. They're looking to slip every block. Now, jamon does slip blocks and uh you know and, and that's good but like he's not afraid to take on a block which a lot of guys are um now the the hard thing is is always going to be playing behind that georgia d line because the way they fit up the run and makes it a lot easier for linebackers um but he did that well and then coverage wise like he's got the speed to carry verticals and coverage um you know and and there's some pass rush production in there too what what did you think of him
2: I actually liked him. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about his his coverage. I thought he looked really good in zone coverage, the limited amount that I did see. He has Uh, some
1: bad moments, but he looks good when he's doing the right things.
2: Yeah, he's not super polished, but I I think one of the most common things with linebackers playing out of college is that they either don't have the downhill trigger or they don't have the coverage. It's usually one or the other. Um, And it seems like he's he's making his way to having both. Um, So I think he reacts pretty quickly to breaks in the route. I think he reads the backfield while in coverage pretty well. And one thing that a lot of guys in zone don't do is they, they usually just stay in their like zone bubble. He'll play to the man, um, which is, you know, obviously, you know, desired. You get close up in there. It's essentially like man coverage. Um, I do think that uh, there's, so you had said that you saw him shedding blocks pretty well against um, Donovan Jackson. I, I had watched a totally different game. He definitely takes on blocks really well, but I do see that like, He does the same thing with blitzes where he's just kind of throwing his body in at hundred miles an hour. And he does play at hundred miles an hour. And sometimes when hands get in on his chest, he has trouble shedding them, but at least he does blow up the block a little bit. Um, You know, if he can work on shedding blocks or maybe I just saw a game where he played particularly bad with that. um, That's definitely something that's going to help him. Uh, I I really like how quickly he triggers. Um, He's a fast mover to the cutoff point. I think he takes really good tackling angles. His big problem I think is when he has, ahead of steam, he can kind of, they, they teach you to chop down your, especially in special teams, they teach you, to, teach you to chop down your speed as you get closer. And he can just outrun a tackle entirely. I saw it happen three occasions in one game. Um But of all the problems to have, I'd rather have to teach a guy how to do that than to tell a guy he's not going in at hundred miles an hour. So I, I think, again, this is another case of a guy who's got a lot of the tools. He's got his head in the right place. It's just, he's got to keep growing. Just keep learning. Um as far as his size though I do I, I don't know I think he looks good. I don't think 235 looks right to me. Do you think it he's looks bigger, bigger than right? that or skinny? I think he's bigger than
0: that. I think he's bigger too. And he's got he's got like a a skill position player number 2 which should automatically make him look smaller <laughs> <than Dudley.
2: laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah I mean he he looks like linebacker size like a lot of times you watch these guys you're like man you don't you look like a safety. Um, he 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 looks like linebacker size, and two thirty-five is is plenty beefy. Um, in this class, I think now linebackers it's hard to get them in the first round, but I think at the very worst, like he's a top of the second. Am I am I getting too excited about him?
2: If he continues to grow, I I could see, I could see that as of what I watched, I would say he's a second rounder at best, maybe a third rounder. Um, But again, we're watching true sophomore film. Like there's so much more that can change with him. He can get a lot better just by getting older. You know what I mean? He's still a pretty young kid.
1: Yeah. I just, again, you see the athleticism and again, when I like, I mean, it's, I don't think he's like the best. Like, he's not Jack Campbell the way he, blo- you know, sheds blocks. He's not, you know, some of those top linebackers that we see that shed blocks. But when you see a guy with his athletic profile, sometimes they can be annoying as shit to watch at linebacker. Cause like, dude, play linebacker, play linebacker. That's how you get better. He actually plays linebacker. And yeah. He, he actually like does do that and take on blocks. Now, again, with someone with his athleticism, a lot of times he's making offensive linemen whiff. Um, and you're not going to do that at the NFL, but again, he kind of he does have that speed to you know break down an offensive lineman and get around them. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to. He's got the he's, he's at least got the power in his hands to shed those blocks. Um, and I like that about him. Uh, Justin, why don't you read an ad before we talk about the next guy who is my favorite
0: oh, guy? Oh, 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 oh! Bobby Skinner loves to be a little tease. Because today's episode is sponsored by Seats Geek. Seats Geek, they're a bunch of geeks that provide the seats. If you don't know what they are, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super, super simple. Uh, get your tickets to Giants games this year. Officially time to plug that. Come join us at some tailgates. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day in Seeking, including sports-conscious festivals, and so much more and when you're buying tickets let's say to the giants cowboy game week 1 uh you want to go to the green section i guarantee you there's a lot of green deals a lot of good deals up by me section 315 row 16 seats 13 14 can't get those tickets cuz i'm sitting there but you can get tickets maybe near me come hang out with me there's probably a lot of good deals up there up in the boonies um so go to seek Check that out. So excited for week one. I got really excited for week one last year. I I, I recently remembered how excited I got for week one last year and be like, this is going to be the game that's going to set the tone for the season. And now I'm like, yeah, let's just bring that same mentality back for this year against the Cowboys. We've got the hookup. Use code Giants for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code Giants. Click the link in the description to download the app today.
1: You'll certainly be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. I checked Twitter while you're reading, and I just sure. I did tweet about the – I just did like first round Emeka, Buka, second round Cam Kenshin, who we're about to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you did that to yourself, yeah. And it's like, man, why, why did I do that? It's like, Dorian Singer, Mario Williams, and Adonai Mitchell all better than Emeka, Buka. Like for sure. one, it's hard to imagine three guys be better than him. I hope they are, but I haven't even looked at any of those cats. Like, who is who? You,
0: you did that to yourself.
1: I know I did. And I had one guy like, sorry, we're taking D-line. Like, you, you, you sure about that, man? Are you sure about that?
0: Love the passionate 2024 draft takes.
2: Mario I'm Williams. excited to watch these guys play more college. <laughs> yeah.
1: watch you see for USC? What was his stats? I'm going to pull up his stats. This guy had 631 yards with Caleb Williams. Off. Off. <laughs> had one catch for you they scored 48 points versus ucla he had one catch sorry man i haven't watched this guy i'm just gonna say you're wrong all right <laughs> the guy i love miami safety cam kenthus and i'm I, I won't say that i haven't rated higher than jalen phillips yet let's let the season play out um uh, and let me get some like more all 22 film on him but Miami safety Cam Kinchin's five 5'11, 202 pounds. Last year he had 59 tackles, one forced fumble, one and a half tackles for a loss, and six interceptions. Six interceptions. Now, the more you cover football, you see the high interception number, and you say you don't, you're not impressed by it. You say, let me see these interceptions, because a lot of times you see that number. And they're bullshit interceptions. It's a safety being it's a, a wide receiver being overthrown on an in route and it just lands in the safety's hands. A ball pops up. He might make one good one. No. Cam Kenton's interceptions are really, really impressive. They are they are you know center field range type plays, man coverage, undercutting routes. Like these interceptions are really, really impressive out of Cam Kenton's and he is, he plays like it, man. He is a rangy, versatile, and instinctive safety that any team in the NFL should want. Uh, his speed is excellent, both in short area and long range. And just playing center field, playing from too high, he's just extremely instinctive to read the QB and make plays on the ball um, or, you know, keep quarterbacks from taking, making plays down the field. Like I was watching uh, versus Clemson and uh, their quarterback, it was like they, you could tell they had these big plays. They would have these big plays drawn up, like they're they want to take a shot here, and they would never take the shot because Kitchens was cutting them off. Um, and not only does he make plays on the ball, but he has amazing ball skills that leads to the higher reception number. Like the play, like he, he catches the ball like a tight end sometimes. Um, so he does all that in zone, and then I don't. When you watch him, man, one he's physical as hell rerouting guys. Like he'll put dudes on his ass rerouting guys. Um, and I think when he's an off, like he's got great route recognition with it, um, and the speed to undercut it. You know, like I can't remember who what team he was against. He had an interception where he's in off coverage, recognizes the route, undercuts it, knows where the QB's going there. Bam. Um no, he's not the quickest to come up in the I know I'm reading the whole damn report. Not the quickest guy to come up in the run. Uh part of that I think was his you know, his duties at at Miami. But man, the dude can lay a hit when he does come up and play the run.
2: I'm going to run through uh, a couple of things here because I really liked Cam Kitchens as well. Um, I think when he's in too high, he looks really, really good watching for things in front of him. I think he triggers really well. I think he recognizes routes really well. And I think he plays downhill strong, but responsibly. He doesn't overrun anything. He knows exactly when to tempo his speed. And that's one of my favorite things about it. Um, one thing that you didn't mention, and I, I watched him against North Carolina. In too high, he commits Cardinal sin like two times in that game where he just is not the deepest guy in the field, and he got burned two times. A little caught too much looking in front of him and not worrying about what's going on to his right. Um, so that's something I'm definitely going to keep an eye on him with him. It, it could have been a one-game thing where that's kind of all I watched to get a general idea of him. Um, but we'll see going forward because that that's that's a pretty big fuck up for a safety. Sorry. I mean, that's just um, that's like the one thing you can't do is let somebody get behind you, but everything else looked really good. He's a strong, solid tackler. Like I said, he comes in fast, but responsible. He knows exactly how to tempo his speed and keep his angles good. So he doesn't get juked. He doesn't get fooled and he doesn't overrun the tackle. I think he's a really good hitter. He generally wraps up really, really well. Um, He's not cam chancellor, but he can lay the wood really well. He knows how to like tempo that closing speed. Well, um man coverage he is very quick like surprise like because he's so patient in zone you wouldn't expect him to be such a quick-footed guy in man coverage but he actually is really good man coverage maybe a little jumpy I'd be worried with an experienced quarterback knowing how to fake him out and just make him react to things that he shouldn't but I mean, of all the problems to complain about, that's really not real high up on the list. I like Kinchin's a lot. I think maybe you're a little higher on him than me, but I watched him make two serious screw-ups. So, um, we'll see and how I the year goes, but he has the high ceiling to be a first-round pick. I and think.
1: again, I didn't, you know, I didn't I didn't watch that North Carolina game, so it's it's how these things change from from um from now to when it's like, "Okay, let's go watch" You know, three games of all 22 where it's like I only had one game of all 22 and then watch a little broadcast stuff. Um, and then as a Miami fan, I am not the biggest Miami fan, but seeing like the plays he's made. Um,
0: yeah. And I mean, I think just I mean, you, you guys, you know, kind of set it all. But the two things that I'll add is, you know, Bobby said, you know, he he the way that he goes after the ball, like reminds you of like a tight end. I attacks the ball at the highest point in the air. Which I think is so key, you know, when you have especially there are a lot of secondary players that we look at that, you know, drop interceptions. We certainly know as Giants fans, a lot of our players like drop interceptions going up and catching that ball at the highest point of the air. You know, it just you know, trying to make a play in a football at the highest point in the air leaves you more of a chance that you're gonna come down with that ball, which is so key. And it can completely change a game. And you do see when you watch games that you know he he has to force QB's to account where he is on the field and think about, am I going to take a chance and, you know, throw this ball down the field, you know, with the chance that, you know, K- Kitchens can come and maybe pick this ball off or make a play on the football. So, um, you know, when you actually can see a guy that's, you know, uh, being part of the like game planning against them, I uh, kind of like at the college level like that, um, that's, that's a pretty impact player and excited to see how that's going to evolve as games go on this year.
1: Uh, And, and with just science safety room too, it gets me a, a little more excited in him, where it's like Xavier McKinney's contract's expiring. Don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, and then opposite him, it's like you don't have a true answer there. Like you got some guys, we're going to see what they can do there, but you don't have any answer. Like you, we don't, at least right now, we don't have any answers there. So Cam Kitchens, he's going to be. I'm just going to say it right now. Way too early mock draft and uh, er, in in the bye week, the mid season mock draft, probably going to have Cam Kitchens in it. Wow, uh, unless we're picking like 64. Which I would be very happy about. All right, next on this list, a little disappointed because I've seen on the way to early mocks this guy was like the most mocked to the Giants, um, and that is Penn State Edge Chop Robinson, who's six foot three, two forty, at uh, five and a half sacks, ten tackles for a loss. To keep it short, I don't think his film is very good just in general it's not like oh he's making plays but he needs to make them this way i just don't see enough good stuff on film like he's quick but he's small framed edge who like i think he desperately needs weight put on to him like you know we talk about dallas turner maybe adding some weight like no this guy just can't play the run very well at all like he gets swallowed up um like he he gets dominated out on the edge uh, and he's got a good first step, but grunt me and you were talking about him before the episode and it's like, we had the same notes where it's like, he's a good, not great athleticism, but the first step is really, is really good. And it makes place for him and allows him like to shoot gaps on the run. But for a guy who is undersized, supposed to be the athletic, like he's got to add a lot to his game because he is not a freak freak athlete. It's a good athlete, but he's not a freak athlete.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not in love with it. Um, I can see why people would get enamored because he does have a really good first step. Um, I think he gets a good jump on the ball and then you add in some good speed, not great speed. And it may at times, especially at the college level, look better than it really is. From what I've seen, though, I mean, the explosiveness and the speed, good, not elite. And that's kind of like the best trade he has. Um, He does have a couple of, like, pass rush moves. I saw him use a rip move at one point. Um, uh, He does try and get around the edge. His bend is not good. Yeah, his Uh, bend
1: is average. So it's like he gets that good first step, solid athlete, so he can kind of get
2: to the corner, but he doesn't finish the He doesn't finish, yeah, no. And and against NFL tackles, especially left tackles, it's going to be a a net zero there. So, I mean, I, I think he's got a good lower body drive and motor. I think he gets his hands in a good spot. Where I see him, it's not necessarily even like a body size thing that I notice. It's a lack of strength thing. He is just not strong upper body. Like no, he's weak. He's he's weak upper body. He if he gets hands in on him, he's pretty much done. And then when he kind of slides a little bit closer to the inside, I'm not really sure if he's lining up sometimes at like the four spot or like something like that, maybe the five spot. Um his best place, he's really relying on like getting that quick jump and then getting skinny and hitting the gap. He's not taking on anybody. So, and and when he does get taken on, he loses. So, I I think it's really just a lack of strength thing. He's gonna have to bench press or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, but I I I don't see him making the improvements he needs to make in one year. I would be pretty shocked. I yeah, think so he like, might be
1: returning to school. Like I said in the run, like he's only gonna win by shooting gas with his first step, and that's not how you consistently make get on the field in the NFL. And you mentioned strength, my one of my bullet points is strength is severely lacking and a and a huge detriment to him. So yeah, um like Dallas Turner, I can see growing Chop Robinson, I fear that he's gonna be a guy where we look back at the way too mocks and be like, why was he mocked in the first round? <laughs> like I, I think out of all the guys we're talking about, he's that one for me.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I think he might go back to school. So that I feel like that's he a should honestly. Thing to say. he should. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I, I'm putting Chop Robinson like in this lump of Penn State pass rushers that maybe get a little, I, I think AB is the only exception, but still, I mean, AB e. wasn't even like that tremendous, Um, you know, uh, Penn State pass rushers that are lumped into the same category of, they get a lot of hype, they get a little hype because they're somewhat athletic, but they really just don't know how to use their hands and they don't have a lot of moves. I feel like that has been a lot of Penn State pass rushers that have come out of there the last couple of years. They just don't have moves. They don't know how to use their hands, but they're somewhat athletic, and teams will fall in love with them.
2: It might just be like a strength and conditioning problem with the program or, or something. I'm not. No,
0: really I sure. think it's the opposite. I think it's like it's a, it's a coaching thing. Hmm. You know, if they come out, they're they're fine athletes. And like I said, I think E.B. is the only exception, and it, and it also may also just be a problem with edge rushers in general, where if you're not a top guy. You know, are you actually going to be like a real, legit mm-hmm. difference maker in the NFL? Which it could just be a positional thing too.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah, so like, Chop Ch- Robinson, I I was ex- just one the name. It's like an edge The name is Ch- Ch- awesome. Robinson. It's you like have just, a lot of
0: good names here.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, so it was like, okay, like I was excited to watch, and I was like, Ugh. like I'm, I I'm, I didn't come away from this with this film impressed at all. Like I come I come away from that film and being like, why is he? being talked about here like what 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 even put him in this in this conversation
0: like you can't have the first name chop and not utilize the chop
1: yeah you gotta like that's another thing Mass of the cross chop like we we need you to work the cross chop the chop chop yeah chop chop with the chop chop all right all right next on this list it's a son another son another junior jeremiah trotter junior son of you guessed it. Jeremiah Trotter played for the Eagles three different stints, by the way. I went back and actually looked at like his pro football reference. Uh, I was like, Oh, yeah, he did play for the Eagles three different times. Linebacker out of Clemson, and he's a linebacker out of Clemson that actually plays linebacker, glares at Trenton Simpson. Uh, had 89 tackles, six and a half sacks, 13 and a half tackles for a loss, and two interceptions. But he is small, six foot one, 210 pounds, and that's the worrisome thing with him. So, not the size you want, but someone who does play linebacker well. Um, and he is a good athlete who like knows how to harness it and unleash it at the right times, like good lateral movement to stutter and slip blocks. Um, excellent tackler with bursts to the football and he's able to bend around and, and, and work towards the play. Um, stack and shed that's the thing i look for now though with linebackers do you stack and shed like i'm not falling in love with athleticism with playmaking do you stack and shed it needs more strength to do it consistently but you see him at least working it um and he's really good in coverage i think with that with his anticipation understanding and, and athleticism so jeremiah trotter jr i want to see him add some some weight and strength because i like watching him play linebacker where a lot of guys who are his size i do not enjoy watching them
2: Man, you said he's two ten.
1: That's what he's listed at. I mean, uh, he doesn't I, look like he's two ten, but that's what he's. I listed have two twenty five. I have
2: two thirty. But regardless, six foot and two ten—that's like wide receiver measurables. That's like pathetically low. That's like needs to be improved. But looking at his college reference, six one—it says six one two ten. I believe you. No, I, I mean and. College numbers from like the official website definitely lie, so I'm not going mean, to. Usually, but, lie in the good way too, not the bad way.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, I mean, we'll we'll see what his combine is. But he's going to be a six thing. foot 30. That's probably where I took it too. Um, I mean, he doesn't look two ten, so but he is small though. He's definitely small. It's definitely a note I have. I I, I think he looks pretty comfortable in zone coverage. Uh, I think he looks good reading the backfield and understanding it. I think he plays to the man pretty well. I think he might. I worry about his foot speed a little bit in short areas. I'm not sure how he's going to do with man coverage on the underneath routes. I think he might be exposed a little bit there. Um, I do like him coming in on blitzes. I think he has yes. really good timing on his blitzes to disrupt. things. he just knows exactly when to hit the gear and hit the gap. Um, his read and react timing is really, really good. I like his trigger. Um, and I think that he just switches to a complete downhill mode. It's like, it's like, he's a different person when he goes downhill. Um, And on top of that, I think he's, he's a quality tackler. I think he's also of all the guys that we watch. I think he's the best at being able to break off of blocks. That's the note I have. Um, I don't particularly remember writing that, but I did. It was last night. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Oh, also with spying, I I think that and he was used a little bit in this way. I think he can handle doing spies on like mobile quarterbacks, but I think a dual threat quarterback is going to outrun him. So I think for him, the biggest detriment, like size, you can improve. He can get bigger. He can get stronger, but he's not going to get any faster, really. So, I mean, that's kind of my big worry is how he's going to handle the shiftier guys and the faster guys he's got to tackle out of the backfield.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did think he's like an excellent tackler and he's kind of got that that burst to the football. Um, for the most part, I thought he fit up in the run pretty good. Now there was one play I think it was versus FSU where it's like they it was a zone run and he just undercut it and it's like your gap just was the reason they got a 15 yard run. Um, so that's a little worrisome. And that's that's always the hardest part I think about line- grading linebackers from college to the NFL. It's like it's just hard to know exactly what your run fit is in this sometimes, especially when they're throwing a lot of action at you. Um, but he seemed to be in the right place at the right time for the most part. So so I, I, I like Jeremiah Trotter Jr. And I don't want him to go to the Eagles like his father.
0: Good point. Good point. I'm
1: I think gonna they should re-
2: be stripped of all their draft picks for their shady move. With By the John way, this Gannon. is like
1: a month ago. I was very happy watching Mike Florio grill Howie Roseman about the um, it was like one of the few good things Mike Florio has ever done. With I was going to say, is this the nicest thing you've ever said about Florio? He was grilling Harry Roseman about the the Cardinals yeah. Jonathan Gannon thing. I can't even remember exactly what he was saying, but he's like, he's like, it just happened right before the draft.
2: Like that's kind of weird timing, right? Oh um, yeah, well we were we were on live talking like when it when it was all unfolding, we were all together. Life for the draft, and like, and then Roseman like threw like the way that Florio goes about his business back in his face. It was just
0: it was a very weird interaction.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know. The whole thing was was weird. It definitely felt like he knew that there was conversations happening with the Cardinals and Gannon approved it, and then you know did this weird underhanded deal where it's like, oh, the NFL doesn't have to punish them. Just give us draft picks. Like, has that ever happened? I don't even really well, I, know. I have this theory that Roseman told Gannon to have conversation with the Cardinals. It's fine. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And I also, I don't remember any other time where a team broke rules. And instead of the NFL punishing them, they let them settle the broken rules with the team who was prejudiced. Jonathan Gannon was leaving anyway, whether he went to Arizona or not. The team that was prejudiced got rewarded, and I, they traded what can for a bunch of- I don't know and- about how the Jonathan Gannon tampering situation came to be. How did you find out about it? Yeah, I think I think for for me personally, obviously, uh, extremely appreciative of JG and his contributions to our football team. You know, helped us win the NFC. Um, you know that that was handled as we discussed before at the ownership level and. Um, I think the more we look in the past, the less focused we are on the future. Such a stupid
1: so answer. For, for me, that is, um, that's don't talk with. about you
2: it. Wish him well in Arizona, and we're moving on. Such a rat Did you guys answer. actually make a complaint, or was this the Cardinals raising their hand saying we realize we screwed up? I'm really appreciative of JG's contributions, helping us win the <laughs> NFC, and uh, that was handled at the ownership level. And I think we need to move on. And, um, you know, the less we focus on the past, the better we'll be in the future. Like, like what? 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 what just, do you mean? He's just pleading the fifth. He's like, let's just move forward about it. It's like kind of not really. That the same time He's doing like that corporate thing. like, no, you got don't you worry got about right. the past. You're talking folks. points are on point. But you. do you not realize that answers like that make people like me think there's a hell of a lot more to this than anyone is ever going to tell us? And it was a much bigger deal than anyone ever let it on to be. Don't don't, don't you see well, that as? A if I was making conclusion. a list of top five conspiracy theorists
1: around the yeah. National Football League, which is true, you would be on. I don't know that you'd be one. I don't, I don't want to put appoint you as one, but you would you definitely deflecting. be top five. He would be top five. That's You're true, deflecting. but that's also
2: not an answer to the I, question. It's, it's
1: nowhere, nowhere near it. It an answer to those questions.
2: The announcement was made minutes before round one began. Didn't you even chuckle at that? Good lord, they're announcing this to the world literally minutes before the draft started It, it is possible that's when resolution came. Right? Well, I guess that's possible. Is that when? Is that when it came? Again, I don't want to get into any details. So it's just it's, insane. So you don't want to tell... I don't want to say. So the answer is yes. I fucking uh. knew this was going to... I don't know. Whatever. I'm being bitter.
1: Grump, I want you to get your boy out of Iowa ready while I read an ad. And guess what? I love this freaking ad because I love bird dogs. Because bird dogs, they make me look good. Real good. By the way, promise to the listeners, I will never read an ad like... um. What's the guy's name? Great radio. What's the guy's name? I don't know. He's had (laughs) a really he had a really bad ad read. Oh, Um, was it it in our company? No, no, no. Damn it, Julian sent it to me actually too. What's the guy's name?
0: Didn't send it to me. Julian likes you more than me.
1: He has like his own website. It's like a Republican guy.
0: Oh sure. You'll never read an ad read like that guy. Instead, you'll fuck...
1: Glenn Beck. I will never read an ad like Glenn Beck. Sure. Uh, Because bird dogs, they're too good for that. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I mean, these are perfect for the summer. Um, The bird dog shorts fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. So it's like you can find a pair of uh, shorts that fit well and look well in the summer, but they're super uncomfortable. So it's finding that mix between the two that bird dogs really gives you and, and bird dogs fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement i mean these these shorts really are the best you'll ever find bird dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long we don't want to be stinking no stinking thinking so go to BirdDogs.com slash Giants for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. What? That's BirdDogs.com slash Giants for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You'll be glad you did. Mm. All right. Talk to us about Cooper DeJean, DeJean cornerback out of
2: Iowa Grump. I I So I really like Cooper DeJean, and I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Um, He was the first guy of this group that I watched, too um six one, two hundred nine 209 pounds you know same as our linebacker friend i guess uh 20 years old he's a true junior this guy I, I is he listed as a corner i don't really view him as a corner he reminds me more of what julian love kind of damn is. So that's god i was gonna, tell gonna me say because
1: you, you said you were in love with him and i was watching i was like is a move to safety maybe in the
2: cards here so, where he played, he played in the box. He played at linebacker. He played slot corner. He played outside corner. To me, he looks the best in the box in an off man kind of zone DB situation. Um, I think that the quickness isn't really there to be a press man guy, especially at the line of scrimmage. I think his off man coverage is very good. I think he has excellent route recognition. I think he has closing speed and active hands to make pass breakups. Like, even when he makes mistakes, he's able to, ju- he just understands timing and when to just kind of like, throw his hands into the passing lane um i think he's physical without being grabby i don't think i saw any plays where he was grabby um i think that he has the the quickness in the adjustment scene isn't quite there which is sort of like a julian love thing right like we saw him at notre dame and everyone understood he was not going to be an outside corner at the next level the speed just wasn't really there for him i think he can get separated from in close coverage But he mirrors mirrors pretty well. I think he's especially well in off-man coverage. With zone stuff, I think he has really fluid hips. He's got smooth feet to move while watching the backfield. I think that he plays close to the man. I think he trades coverages very well, one of the harder things to do. Um, And I think he recognizes plays as they're developing on the fly. Another guy who isn't just recognizing what's happening right in front of him. He's recognizing the bigger scheme of what the route combinations are doing. So he knows exactly what he needs to do and what the other coverage is doing and what the whole play design is trying to do. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to just follow a clear out route, you know, just because he's the guy running deepest or, or anything like that. He's understanding what's happening. Um, with ball skills, I, I think that's kind of where he shines. I and mean, he doesn't have like elite closing spills, but he does have natural cl- uh ball skills to make pass breakups. Um, he knows when to look for and avoid pick plays and coverage. Um, I really I really really like this kid. I think that if he develops, um, and continues to get more and more intelligent and you know, just fine tune the other things, the lack of foot speed is going to perhaps, you know, keep him from being an outside corner. Maybe he won't even be a slot corner, but I think he'll be a valuable utility defensive back. And while that may not make him a first round pick, I think it could give him like the NFL longevity that a lot of guys don't have. Um, And I I think what makes me excited is that like, to me, it's a lot less impressive to see like these insane athletes that do a lot of wrong things than it is to see a guy who's a really good athlete, but do all the right things. Um So I, I think he's really interesting. He was guy was absolutely not on my radar. I'm going to be a, a, excited to watch some Iowa stuff uh this year, which is cool.
1: So I, I've let you go first because you told me like, oh, I'm in love with this guy. I'm like, I don't know if I'm in love with him, but like there was this thought. And again, I'm usually not the change position guy, but it seems like with this class I am um so there here here's a few like I agree with you like he's got a good anticipator especially in his own coverage um you know he keeps his eyes in the backfield which couldn't get him in trouble a little bit like he's physical eager to play and run support but the two negative biggest negative points I have on him is like I think it's like he has speed to hang with wide receivers but not make up speed so it's like if he makes if a receiver like gets him to stutter or, or he makes a small mistake like he's not going to make up back into that in that catch space and then it's change the direction of can be like an issue for him; he's just not springy like that um you know so if you get him on a whip route he's gonna get beat so i was like man maybe a move to safety is the move for him or just be like a really big nickel corner which again it's like it kind of you're talking about julian love as a new york giant so i was i was i was gonna be like Ooh, i'm not super high on this guy and then you said the safety thing i was like oh okay we are on the same page on everything
0: You know, and knowing where, um, you know, having good processing and predicting kind of like where the QB could be going with the ball, um, I was watching some videos and he's a former high school quarterback. So he kind of uses that kind of like background, you know, that background info and that background experience on well this is since i was a quarterback this is what i would be thinking here this is what i would be processing so this is how i feel like i'm going to try and win you know and then you see all the you know all the ball production um all the interceptions and also 3 3 touchdowns this past year too which was which was kind of crazy out of those five or six interceptions 72 tackles with a 3.9% missed tackle rate that is really good. You know, whether he stays a corner or he goes to safety and, you know, as a safety, you know, you're probably going to be asked to maybe do still you know, go in the deep, you know, go deep or play in the box. You know, if, if you're a short tackler, um, you know, kind of that move to safety could certainly be in the cards for him and only three penalties. So this is a guy that, you know, like Grump said, he's not, you know, he, he's not grabby or anything like that. So uh, Cooper Dijon, French, I of of hope he's French. would think he would be. Dijon, I think I it's
2: his, uh, his, his, school picture on the website looks like snacks
1: looks like snacks oh, he he's, he's a redhead what's with <sighs> iowa and these white corners yeah
2: yeah i i mean
1: riley moss uh, and now cooper DeGene. DeGene.
2: i don't know man uh riley moss is pretty good too though i guess i, I would should say never better.
1: be like what's with iowa
2: and these white anything it's iowa <laughs> <laughs> Um, you mentioned his tackle rate. Uh, what did you say? A 3.9 miss rate. Yeah. Miss tackle rate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have in here that he's a really, really good, uh, play recognition to make good open field tackles. And he makes, he does a good job to make sure that he's making head up and straight on tackles often, which is usually a big issue for it's usually the reason guys miss tackles
1: for sure. All right. Let's finish off way too early draft week. With JT Tui And I learned how to pronounce that name. It's like, suck it. The edge out of Ohio State. Who's six four, two 277 pounds. This guy does not need to add weight. He's got the size. Uh, he had 3.5 sacks, 10.5 tackles for loss. And two interceptions for the Buckeyes last year. Uh, versatile edge defender. Um, even though he has a size, I still want to see him add some strength. Uh, I think his athleticism is average. Like His athleticism isn't making a ton of plays for him um and for his play style to work like he's he's got fine strength but for his play style to work i think he needs to add real real strength to play out there on the edge um here's the thing the best thing i notice about him besides we'll talk about coverage he has great footwork like there is no false step in his game and he has a bag of pass rush moves that all start with the feet whether it's like working a spin move working in out ghost move like it, it all starts with really really good footwork despite the fact that he's not like dominantly strong kind of an average athlete um, and doesn't have bend Um, you see the footwork is there so it's like if he can get really strong with that footwork then he can have like a a run defending edge role in the NFL
2: first of all this dude is
1: huge Um, Yes, and that's why it's like be way stronger dude that's my issue with him
2: yeah and I, I would agree with that he, 270 pounds is what he's listed at i would even say that he's too heavy um i, I sorry i have a cat and he's gonna meow because that's what cats do that's what uh, we pounds. like that on the podcast <laughs> um and for a true junior too, 270 pounds is pretty wild but he's a thick dude like I, I wouldn't say it's like all belly weight or anything like that um but i do think that he should cut a little bit you know stay nice and jacked whatever um you know, perhaps add strength, like you said, be stronger. Um, but he doesn't really have great speed or bend for the edge. Um, he he has some natural strength to him, I would say, from the lower body. He's got like some good drive to him. I think he has some active hands, even if they're not developed and are doing anything necessarily productive. At least he understands to use them and move them a whole bunch. Um, he, just, he just looks raw with that. I, I wouldn't say he looks bad, just looks raw. Um, he's got that stocky stature and the big body to move inside if necessary, but he doesn't have the strength for it right now, which you, which you already mentioned. Um, the, the craziest thing is how unnaturally good he looks in coverage for a guy who is six, four, two, seven, really good. And he it, has it's, great it's, hands too. It's nuts. I want whatever game I watched against a Penn state. He had a pick and it looked so sweet. It was just like right into the hands. It wasn't he like, had
1: another one too. I don't know yeah, what it, happened if there's a penalty
2: or something, but he had two interceptions on, on all 22 film. Yeah, I, I'm you know, it's funny as I don't know what happened with that either. Um, But like usually when you see edge guys get picks, it's either like a stupid screen pass that just went straight into his hands or it gets tipped at the line and it's bouncing around and he's just got, you know, the, those tip drill kind of things. This was like actual route recognition coverage and undercutting a route. I was floored not just because it was an edge guy, but just looking at him, he just looks too big to be moving that smoothly. Um, So I think there's some really rare stuff with him that uh, you don't see often uh, that I would like to see further. I, I would like to see him get better because he does do things I've not seen before.
1: So what is the role for him in the NFL?
2: A run defending edge I, I The corner? I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be like a pass rush guy because he just doesn't have the foot speed for it for me. Yeah. Um, I, I guess he would be just kind of... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, do I, don't, you think... I don't know how do you utilize his coverage ability. Like, how do but you, you gonna... use that? I mean,
0: I, I almost don't even think you... You can, but so I, I almost think just lean into the size, you know, if, if this, if this is a powerful player, lean into the size and let's get you in the interior.
2: Yeah, that makes it. I mean, he'll also look good on like tackle end stunts, but you can't live off of that. Like I could see him playing at the edge and just kind of like just throwing all of himself right into the tackle and letting the defensive tackle loop around and, and doing well at that, but. that's
1: not a living footwork is so much more important than like hand moves and stuff like that. Like it, it, it's something that gets overlooked, I think in the draft process. And especially me, when I first started, I get, I fall in love with these guys who have these hand moves, but it's like, it's all about the footwork in the NFL. Um, so it's like, there's a lot, there's enough there to work with, but it's like, it's just, there's, he doesn't have the athleticism that you kind of desire. And I want him to get a lot stronger. So now that we're at the end of this episode, I can admit, I kind of wish we would have chose like less edges or something because I was like, edge is my favorite position to watch. I didn't didn't love Chop, obviously. Didn't love this guy. Dallas Turner I like, but I'm not like full bloom in love with like first round guy. We should have, I should have just, even though Jared Verse, the FSU guys projected to go top five, we should have just talked about him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that, it hurts that we would have done that, but I think it's fine that we chose the edge guys that we did because regardless of whether or not they're good or ready or ahead of schedule or whatever, it's still going to be a position of focus for the giants regardless. Like they have to address the edge room in the draft in the next two drafts. So I don't think Bobby just
0: hates that. Bobby hates Aziz ojalari He's trying to force, he's trying to force Aziz out.
1: I hey, get, I need disease yeah. to stay healthy, man, because I am, I'm getting worried about that. Like last year, really worried me. It's not some guy who dealt with one injury. It's like this is like you were injured a lot, dude. Like with different injuries. I mean, he was injured. He was put on pup to start, got injured again. The first time, the first preseason game he played, then uh, then got injured quickly. Like he just got injured like six different times. It was like almost like a Darius Tony the first year.
2: Yeah, and and I think you could kind of predict it with just the amount of weight that he put on in an off season in one offseason. And he off put season. on
1: more weight. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like So I don't know, because it's it's so frustrating because he looked like a different player, man. Like a lot of times we see these guys with good rookie years and we expect like, oh, year two is gonna be so much better. And it's like, no, it's this is kind of where he's gonna plateau in the NFL be a little better. He made like real growth. Mm-hmm. And we just like every time I was on the field was sick, but it's just
2: I, he had a sack in every single
1: game that he played in. I don't know, Almost. but he had a lot of sacks in the games that he did play in.
2: Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not out on him. He fumbles, I think, too. like.
2: Yeah, he's a productive player. I'm not out on him at all. Uh, no, I, me, I just, me either. This, is, this just... is a big year for him to be healthy. Like, even if he takes a step back, it's more important to me that he plays 15, 16 games. I would say 14, 14 games is is fine. Yeah. Um, it's just more important to me that he plays 14 games than if he plays six games and gets six and a half sacks. You know
1: what yeah. I mean? Um, speaking of 2021 Giants draft picks who have injury issues, Ellerson Smith. No. What did you think of Kadarius Tony flicking off all of New York? Oh, um, I actually quote tweeted it today. Did you see, I, I saw like, I did our picture of me flicking the camera off to. I
2: know somebody did the, the hottie one. Um, so, so, he did, has oh, so, hey, a. If he wait, wants, wait. If he wants to do the... that, I don't mind.
1: But here's what frustrates me: is like, well, he got a Super Bowl ring. It's like, okay, yeah, but like,
2: well, congratulations on your participation. Yeah, so did 52
1: to other trophy. guys on the team. Like, I'm. It's like, Jared Lorenzen had one cause, too. Because I, I I I captioned it "Thanks for Darren Waller" with it. People are like, well, Darren Waller, like he got a Super Bowl ring, and they're like, well, wait for Darren Waller to see if he's going to be healthy. It's like, well, even if he's not, he's going to be healthier than freaking Kadarius Tony. Like, and he's much better. Like. Like Tony's win on the Giants would be getting a big second contract, which at this point of his career looks like is not happening. Like, it's great you went to the Chiefs and won a Super Bowl with the best quarterback in the NFL, maybe the best, probably the best quarterback of like this generation. The, no, not probably the best quarterback of this generation. But it's like, yeah, I mean,
2: it's, he got a participation, participation. Well, he, hey,
1: he contributed in the Super Bowl, but it's like, you also, yeah, but that's, like, that's it. Like,
2: yeah, but I, and also
0: what it doesn't frustrate me that Kadarius Tony gave New York the middle finger. That's not the thing that frustrates me. What frustrates me is the media and everybody else's reaction to, to Kadarius Tony doing that, and now it's like, oh well, the Giants really lost out. I, I think no, like that type of like like weird, weird behavior by somebody who really didn't do all that much in the grand scheme of things. That's exactly why I am glad
1: he is no longer here. He had more receiving yards in that Cowboy game than he did last season.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and it, it's it's funny because like the reaction is like, oh man, there's this beef going. It's like not really. I like keep forgetting about him at this. If point.
1: If he could stay healthy, he could give us the biggest middle finger ever. Like he Absolutely. has all the ability, but he do something first. That's showing why it's like, up on I a team that Tony... was already
2: going to the Super Bowl is not impressive to me. Yeah, yeah. This this like I congrats.
1: Like I get you contributed to it. Like you did have a touchdown and have that big punt return, but it's like you didn't contribute to the Chiefs' success very much that year. Um. In- well,
0: but he probably thinks that he did. And that's the you know, it's like, all right, well, that's again, that's one of the reasons why. All right, you can get out of New York and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. go.
2: It's, I just don't understand you flipping off the city of New York because they traded you for a totally good reason. It, no, and, a- it, and athletes, athletes should honestly that they should. Yeah, I don't mind him flicking off New York. Himself. Yeah, I just really don't care. I just don't I just don't know where it. Com- I just. Uh, I'm not offended by that. It's just. It's very whatever to me. Like
0: I'm. I. I get frustrated by people
1: thinking that the Giants really lost out. Yeah, that's the no exactly. That's the don't. They, I, shed I, they
2: shed weight. They shed weight. They got better. Yeah, him flicking this better.
1: off does not bother me at all. Um, but it was like the reaction, like, oh well, well, he got he did get a Super Bowl. It's like, well, okay, I'm like, all right, well, congrats, dude. Yeah, we traded him to the Chiefs.
2: That's like. <laughs> It's like if we traded him to, you know, any other team, he's not getting the flex. It's bat. like going to the Super Bowl, but riding bitch on the way there. Yeah. It's and he really contributed
1: not. in the Super Bowl, but he did not contribute to getting to the Super Bowl barely at all. Exactly. Um, So I thought that was my frustration. As someone who was like, hey, I don't mean I, I loved Kadarius Toney. Um, Toney. Like I had all the building in the world because he couldn't stay healthy and was an asshole. Yeah. Which I don't care if you're an asshole as long as you can stay healthy and produce. He couldn't. Uh, but then I saw people saying we should like you guys got to change the Tony Award. No, this makes me want to keep it the- like because it's a stupid made up award. Oh sure, yeah. It's like it's always going to be the Tony Award because it's a stupid made up award that shouldn't be taken serious and it's a joke. Like I- I'm that, thinking about Duggan? canceling the award as a whole just because I don't want it to give it to Dan Duggan again. <laughs> He's like, I think to- I-, I might give the award to like myself or something or Danny King.
2: Wow, what did you break? Did you break something this year?
1: I've broken more news than 80% of the beat.
2: Yeah, but it's a yearly award, my friend. So what? So did you break anything this year?
1: I mean, I broke I mean, something that last year's Tony, uh, Tony Award winner was wrong about, the schedule. where I, I Oh, like, I broke something this year. Yeah, Justin broke news. Justin gets it. Broke the preseason. So yeah. So it's like, yeah, the, the Tony Award being the Tony Award is like, it's, it's, it's always going to be the name of it. That's going to be like, 80 years from now
2: yeah but it's also like it goes back to his personality with the media doesn't it
1: yes yeah that's all it was about it wasn't about his accomplishments as a player it's all about the media some clowns it's funny and
2: and that's still one of my favorite things about him i don't think oh yeah feel differently about that i'll
1: never not miss like i will miss his press conferences like, I don't miss him much as a player, but I, I miss his press conferences.
2: For sure, yeah. All
1: right, that's an episode. Grump, thank you for uh, joining us uh, on yes, this. Yes, Grump. We'll, we'll see you at training camp most likely. Hopefully the training camp schedule's out by the time people are listening to this. It was this time last year. Uh, go check out the Just Giants podcast uh, with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Always a good time. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably see you in training camp. Thanks again for helping us on uh, with this.
2: No problem at all. I'm always, uh, always happy to join. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, so was, you know, Grump's a big part of our draft coverage. I uh, was there for the live streams, the Senior Bowl, that stuff. So, all right, have a good weekend. We'll be back next week on Tuesday. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.